0: forever dog I used to think that this was my town what a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a breakdown. now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means now I just want you in my own. What's up, three threebies? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of this here podcast, Three Swings. Uh it's a podcast about baseball and other things. That's right, you're in the right place. You're here because you're queer, or somebody you know is queer, or you like baseball, or all of the above. Um, what's up with me? I got a Christmas tree. I'm real excited about it. This is the first time in a while that I got a Christmas tree and it was the right size and it was perfect and it went well and I got it home and it fit and uh, it looks great and I just can't, you know, I just, that's all I really have to say about it. <laughs> that's my experience. Went and got a Christmas tree. I was couldn't really figure out which size to go with. Went with the size, got it home and it fit kind of, kind of wonderful. Just trying to enjoy that, you know, just like be happy about that. Um, what else is new with me? Some, some big things in my life and my personal life, I'm trying to be mindful of the way that I share about things in my personal life right now. Um, because for a while, my personal life was something I shared very openly. And I don't know that I that's something I want to keep doing because it, it can lead to a lot of painful stuff. Um, but, yeah, I went to D.C. Those were some great shows. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. It was cool to walk around. Cool to be there. I literally mean cool. It was very cold. Thanks for the cold weather. Uh, and, you know, I was walking around, and I decided I was staying very close to the White House. And, number one, I was like, there's no way that dude's home. He does not work. So I don't need to worry about that. Then I was walking around, and I was seeing all these people. And, I mean, these are just all different kinds of people. Like, I don't know these people. I just am looking at all kinds of different people. And they, you know, people were still taking pictures in front of the White House and people had big smiles on their faces. And like your first impulse might be to, to get angry and think, oh, Trump supporter, Ugh, this, that, the other thing. But like, I don't know that that was the case because I was standing there looking at these people going, I don't know who, I don't know them. I don't know them. And what I realized in that moment was, that thing that and and like look, this doesn't this isn't something that it does and it doesn't. It does transcend everything, which is you really cannot take away what someone believes in their heart. Um and you know, unfortunately that goes both ways, but but in that moment, I was looking at people who were grateful to be where they are, you know, just grateful to be where they are. And uh you can't take that away from anyone. And uh, I guess I just am like carrying that around. It just really struck me, you know, Um, because I I think we need to know the things that are going on in our world and we need to do better. But I think with the internet and, and the way that the news is these days, that it's not designed to help us necessarily. And I'm not sure what being devastated at every moment of the day and engaged in a fight and argument or whatever under the guise and belief that you're fighting the good fight or something um what that's actually like doing in our day-to-day lives because are you then able to like go out in the world and be kind to a stranger it's harder it's definitely harder i've found um and so i don't know i just i i was there and seeing that and and realizing like we all are just waking up every day and trying to live our lives. And some people are doing things that, that look and feel very awful (laughs) and are, and some people are getting up and trying to do their best. Um, and you know, the the awful things are people's best. So, um, anyway, I, I just was kind of struck by that experience and, um, that like, kind of no matter who's running the ship the st- the ship still exists you know and whoever's in the ship you know the oars matter all that stuff um so it's kind of what you can do in your day to make the world a little bit better you know you don't have to be like not i don't know you don't have to do all of the things all the time you know you can just do the next thing that's good in your life you don't have to do all of it. And I think sometimes that can be really crushing and lead to like depression, <laughs> at least in, uh, on my end. I've real, you know, I'll get so overwhelmed by all the things I'm not doing that I, I don't do anything. Um, and luckily that isn't happening as much as it used to, but, uh, it's still difficult and it's very, it's, it's, it's a struggle, you know, it's a daily thing, but, um, it is possible. I guess the, the, the thing I, I'm saying is it's possible um so uh great let's uh i guess let's do let's let's break for a second we'll come back and we'll talk about the hot stove we'll be back right after this i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons All right, we're back. Great ad reads on that. If you really, I understand if you fast forward ads, but if you're a person who can afford to buy something with our like little code, it's helpful for the show and for the podcast network in general, it's helpful for us. So it is gift giving season. I don't know, maybe somebody needs needs the thing we just advertised. I don't know, might be a nice gift. Think about it. Anyway, got a lot of activity. I think it's interesting that last year they really stretched out this free agency stuff for months, months and months and months at a time. And now all of a sudden they're, they're really going after it this time in the market. So I don't understand necessarily. I mean, my my instinct is to be kind of cynical about it, that it's all got some, you know, bigger, creepier sort of reasoning that they had a method and they're carrying it out, which is probably true. Um, but the biggest the biggest news, of course, anybody that listens to this show is probably already aware that Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees. I don't know if you're like me, but that felt like an inevitability to me. Um, and like I don't I, I don't mean this in like a negative thing. It just felt like I, I would imagine that if the guy could pretty much go wherever he wanted to go, um, he could play for throw for any team that he wanted to in the upcoming season. Seems like he's probably going to go with the team that he supported as a child <laughs> and was said, you know, was a fan of, and also like is is a, is a, is the Yankees. I mean, if you're if you grew up a Yankee fan and you had an opportunity to throw for the Yankees, like I think you're probably going to go with it. Um, I think they also had the biggest offer, which helps. I think, but uh, you know, I mean, there's a world to me where the angels were a good possibility. I mean, they have, uh, you know, like Joe Madden they have, I don't know if you've heard of Mike Trout, but I think they're really making a play for it. It also would have been really interesting in regards to leaving the Astros in the way that he did. And then heading to the angels. I actually think the angels are going to be something this year. Um, maybe they, maybe they get in on the wild card, but I I'm curious to see how the a, the AL West plays out this year, and I'm and we'll talk about them a little bit more. But I mean, I, I you know it's the Angels versus the Yankees. I think you're going to go with the Yankees. So let's get into the deal. He signed a nine year deal with the Yankees. Cole was the AL AL Cy Young runner up last season, which is also like that was a huge travesty. I think that <laughs> that uh, Garrett Cole did not get the Cy Young last year. I just I still don't totally comprehend that voting. And I think it was some serious favoritism in that situation. He had a 20 and five record with the Astros, a 2.5 ERA and an astounding 326 Ks. I believe he has an opt out after the uh, 2024. I mean, he just, he got a sweet, sweet deal and he took it. Um, I think the Yankees are scary, but somebody, people, we've been saying that to each other, since uh 2017 i think uh everybody goes everybody i know that i talk to about baseball regularly um that i talk to about like trades and acquisitions and stuff like that everybody is always like yankees are scary man yankees are scary yankees are scary so well i'll i'll believe it when i see it i do think that the addition of garrett cole being like a top line ace um is a big deal i think it's a big deal and i think this is the first year that we that you can say That the Yankees are scary and you don't have, oh, but the Astros in the back of your head. Because I do think that um, regardless of what happens, I do think that this, this investigation, this scandal that's still happening, even though people aren't really talking about it as much as they did, I think it will have a tremendous effect on that team and their performance next year. Um, and it could, it could swing the pendulum the other way and they could come out swinging super hard and I could eat my words, but I do think that they will have some sort of karmic sort of energetic imbalance for at least the beginning of the season. And I don't, I'm, I'm not saying this to wish it upon them. I just think it's the truth. Uh, or I just think it's, it's a a very good possibility because I don't think you, uh, I don't think something at this level happens and then you just go, oh, who cares? Um, and then you lose your ace. You know, I don't think Justin Verlander and Zach Grinke have the same kind of punch as they did with Garrett Cole. I mean, I, I just think Garrett Cole was doing something kind of nobody else is doing last year. And that's um, uh, not losing, you know, um, and and striking guys out with like tremendous precision um, and so I'm really curious. I'm really, I'm really interested to see how the Yankees do next season. They've made a lot of moves. Um, specifically DD Gregorius, uh, going to free agency and heading to Philly, which I think is really interesting. And like, I think he's a great fit in Philly. And I think that's a good, I, I just think that's a really great pickup for Philadelphia next year. Um, is it huge? Is it life altering? Absolutely not. But it's, I think a big deal. I think it's a good, he's a good piece for what they're trying to build over there. Uh, and then the biggest one, the second biggest news is uh, Anthony Rendon agreeing to a seven year deal with the LA angels, the all-star third baseman and second runner up in NL MVP voting batted three nineteen for the world series champ nationals last season with 34 home runs and 126 RBI. I think that dude going to the angels is a huge deal. And I think that you have somebody around Mike Trout who can hit and hit well and who plays with like veteran acuity um, and is a gold glove at third base uh, and just won the World Series and was an integral piece in winning the World I mean, that, that was a team effort, that World Series win, but uh, that dude really came out swinging when they needed him to and really needed him to. And so I think bringing that, Anthony Rendon plus Joe Madden, who I don't think is like a really great game to game manager, but I think that guy is a great organization manager. And I listened to his like speech or whatever when he took the job when they introduced him as the manager. Um, and I, I I just think his his mentality and his his ideas of what of what a baseball team is supposed to be is what can win. Uh, championships. You know, I just think, yeah, he doesn't deploy the right closers and all this stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think that at all, but I do think the guy knows how to holistically build out a team. And I think that's something that's been missing in Anaheim for a while. And I don't even think they. I think their management was good. It's just that they haven't had pieces and now they have pieces. And so you have a guy that knows how to put pieces together and bring in, um, establish a, a a feeling of 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 an organization and like a history you know he's talking about the fabric of a team and uh what the angels mean in baseball and like as as far as i'm concerned like i don't know that many people that are huge angels fans but like they're not really this team that people really think of and like i think that that is something that joe madden is able to do like he's moved from one so he went from the Tampa Bay Rays okay to the Chicago Cubs, who were featured in the film Rookie of the Year. And then now he's moved to the Angels, who were in Angels in the Outfield. So I expect him to head to Minnesota pretty soon. And then maybe coach the Rockford Peaches at some time. But uh yeah, I think the, the Angels are some are, are gonna have something special next year. And I, I'm happy to be nearby to witness it and and maybe watch it a little bit. Um, and then we've got Steven Strasberg re signing with the Nationals, which was a bit of a surprise, I think, but ultimately <clears throat> a good move, I think, ultimately, for at least for the Nationals for sure, <laughs> to have him come back. Um, I mean, I think their chances of repeating are pretty slim, and that's only because I think everybody's chances of repeating are pretty slim these days. I don't see many dynasties happening. Like, we haven't had repeats in a minute. So uh you know it's just kind of that this is like just a nice one to see uh, a a pitcher get rewarded for their job I don't know same with Garrett Cole um his the stats of his deal are not in here and that's okay I don't know that we really care about money very much um he was what two, he he got like 245 million for 7 years 9 years something like that uh, then we've got Cole Hamels to Atlanta, which was a that was a big surprise. Um they signed him to a one year deal. He went seven and seven last year for the Cubs with a 381 ERA and 143 Ks. I think that's a solid pickup. He 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 threw pretty good for the Cubs, and I think he's a good veteran arm to lead some young guys with Max Fried and uh, Soroka to get them and Fulty, Fulton Fulten, Fultinevich, um get those guys maybe on the right path some consistency, perhaps. And then we've got Zach Wheeler to the Phillies. Uh, he announced, uh, Philadelphia announced a five-year deal with Zach Wheeler, nabbing him from fellow NL East competitor the New York Mets. Wheeler went 11-8 and last season with a 3.96 ERA and 195 Ks. This one, this pickup is a wild one because he literally wanted to stay with the Mets, you know, and um, they must have really bungled this up for him to leave and also to leave for, you know, basically down the street. Um, so the Mets are, I I have a lot of empathy for Mets fans because it seems like their organization doesn't really care about them too much. So I'm, I care about you and I'm sorry about what they're doing to you. Hopefully in 10 years, they'll care. Um, and then some additional moves, we've got Dodgers signing reliever Blake Trinan from the A's. Phillies signing D.D. Gregorius, and Blue Jays uh, picking up Tanner Rourke from the A's, who also was with the Nationals the year before that. Um, s- some good moves. The Dodgers apparently didn't even make an offer on Rendon. I- I've heard rumors that he didn't. He made it clear he did not want to go there. Also, I've heard rumors otherwise. I don't think the Dodgers are very good at this. Also, I think they're very good at this because they don't want to spend any money. Because um, these things, these, um, these... Organizations are money makers. They're companies. They're corporations. They want to make money. Um, and then here's some rumored moves. After missing out on Garrett Cole, the Dodgers are rumored to be pursuing Do- giant southpaw Madison Baumgartner, which I just can't imagine that that's going to happen at all for obvious reasons, but mostly he hates the Dodgers. I can't imagine him putting on a Dodger uniform. That would be really weird. Um, and the Dodgers are also exploring a possible trade for Rockies all-star Nolan Arenado and same there. I mean, I feel like that guy hates LA. I can't imagine him playing here. Um, but also sure. Okay. Um, and Hinjun Ryu is receiving significant interest from the Cardinals and Blue Jays. Very interesting. Yankees are aggressively pursuing a trade for Brewers reliever Josh Hader. Yankees going to yank, you know? Um, and then Astros shortstop Carlos Correa is rumored to be on the trading block with the Astros quietly looking for a trade destination, which is surprising to me, but I mean the dude, yeah, he had that one Homer, um, but he's not that productive. Um, so I can see how he, he, I mean, he's not Jose Altuve, you know, so I can see how that would be. It's interesting how the Astros are trying to keep everything kind of quiet. Um, I think in, in terms of the biggest, because I, I I think I already mentioned, I, I just think the Angels are going to have the biggest impact overall and maybe ha- see the biggest net gain from these trades. But I think that Garrett Cole going to the Yankees is the biggest impact. Not just because he was like the trade target, but because he's a tremendous pitcher and uh, the Yankees need that uh, tremendous pitcher. That's been their biggest... their biggest weakness and now they have filled that weakness with (laughs) the best pitcher in baseball so I think that's the biggest impact moving forward and I'm curious to see where some of these other free agents go Um, and we'll be right back and we are going to talk about all these changes in the minor leagues right after this All right, we're back. Uh, I've wanted to talk about this for a while, so I'm glad to be finally getting into it. I want to send a major shout out to bench coach Brett for putting these notes together. And I also want to give a shout out to Nick Francona who sent me a bunch of notes (laughs) on the minor leagues because he looked into it and uh, uh, it's cool that he listens to the show. Thank you for listening to the show, and it's cool that he sent me this stuff because it's, it's just, I don't know it's just fun it's just cool I'm verklempt I don't even know what to say about it, um, so here we go the battle for the minor leagues, over the past month details of a plan to significantly contract minor league baseball in America have been leaking out of MLB headquarters, masterminded by Commissioner Rob Manfred and Astros former GM Jeff Lunau? Lunell, Lunell. The plan, which is slated to go into effect in 2021, would take the following steps. 1. 42 of the 160 minor league teams, that's 26%, guaranteed under the present expiring professional baseball agreement between the majors and minors, will be eliminated, most of them from the four short-season rookie leagues, the New York Penn League, the Appalachian, the Northwest, and Pioneer. Two the baseball draft will be moved from June to August and reduced to 20 rounds with the stipulation that the drafted players will sign contracts for the following season. In the interim, the players would then go into what has been described as, quote, the Houston plan, in which, instead of playing games, they will report to the major league team complexes and undergo analytics indoctrination, i.e. the analyzation of the hitters' bat speeds, launch angles, etc., and the pitcher's spin rates, arm strengths, and grips. Three, and three, finally. Uh, With the elimination of four rookie leagues, there will be a limit of 150 players each organization can have in its minor league system among teams at AAA, AA, high A, low A, and their minor league complex teams. Presently, there is no limit. The Yankees, with nine minor league teams, have well over 200. It was the contention of the Astros and most of the smaller market clubs that there is too much money being wasted on players who will never come close to reaching the majors. They may have a point, but between the reduction of the draft and the limit on the number of players in an organization, who knows how many Mike Piazzas, Luke Voigt, or John Gantz will ever be signed. I feel like that is one of the most important parts of this in terms of players is that they don't want to spend the money simply because these are people who will never play at a professional, at the major league level. And to me, that's such a specifically like capitalist American idea that like, well, we won't give, we won't spend money on these people because they'll never be this. They'll never be that. They'll never get this far. They'll never do this. And like, it's incredibly cruel I think to to not give people an opportunity simply because they won't get to where you think they will. Um and like as a person who's talking about like women getting the chance to play, um I feel the same way about these men not getting the chance to play simply because these people think they won't make it. The MLB spin on the plan is that it's designed to, one, upgrade all the minor league facilities. It's fun that that's what they put out there first, is that it's about facilities. It's kind of like infrastructure or something. And two, improve wellness for the minor leaguers in terms of travel and living conditions, instead of just spending money on it. Um, In truth, as always, it's designed to save money, lots of money, and the proprietors of these minor league teams, many of whom have their life savings invested in them, be damned. That's from Bill Madden of the New York Daily News. Um, It is just about saving money, which when you save money means you make more money. Um, If you look at how much these executives are making, they're making a lot of money. And they would stand to make even more if they save money by not paying other people. (laughs) It's all very convenient. Um, When Manfred presented this plan to the owners a few months ago, the vote was a unanimous 30 to zero to move forward, which in all honesty breaks my heart that every single it doesn't surprise me, but it still breaks my heart that um, every single team would vote to just decimate baseball in America, essentially. Uh, it was Lunau, the godfather of analytics and the Astros who first conceived of it. And they were quickly joined by the Brewers and Orioles, whose GMs, David Stearns and Mike Elias, both worked under Lunau and the Astros. There is something coming out of the Astros organization, which is a wall streeting of baseball. And like, so we had Moneyball, And now what we've got is money, money. It's not even about the baseball anymore. It's just about the money. Um, and I'm not naive. I don't think these things, I've never I've never thought that these these organizations were not for profit. However, I did think that these organizations were at least about a product that they would profit off of. And at this point, it is about a product, but it's about making that product so small that so few people can access it to play it and to watch it that I don't know how they're going to actually make any money. And it's just going to be about data points on a screen. It, it really is, is pretty sad. Um, Quote, if we are forced to defend ourselves and fight for mere survival, we will, said Minor League President Pat O'Connor. We understand MLB's concerns about facilities that are deficient and not up to standards of what 21st Baseball requires. And we have said we're more than willing to work with them on that, as we are in respect to other wellness issues. We can work on realigning some of our minor leagues so that they are more geographically convenient, and we can do things with our schedules, as in longer five-game series, to cut out extra trips. Um, I, unfortunately, under the direction of Commissioner Rob Manfred, the MLB's negotiators are telling their minor league counterparts, that's all well and good, but the contraction plan is going through no matter what. In other words, it's no longer negotiable. Uh, It's just incredibly sad. And also, I find it incredibly difficult to understand how someone who is under immense scrutiny for um, cheating could be doing something like this to baseball some someone who was involved absolutely um in like a huge scandal could be ramming this through at the same time but it just speaks to the way the politics of everything these days um i think it's incredibly sad for to read this to really see it and how it's all laid out Uh, putting the minor league owners aside, what is especially cruel and some suggest self-defeating insofar as growing and cultivating the game is concerned are the cities and communities themselves being stripped of their teams. In the Class AA Southern League, they are eliminating Chattanooga, which has had a minor league franchise since the 1800s. Bristol, Tennessee, in the hit list Appalachian League, has had a minor league franchise almost as long. According to minor league calculations, over 2,000 years of combined minor league baseball history is about to be extinguished with these contractions. That's again from Bill Madden with the New York Daily News. You think about that, 2,000 years, how many lives is that that's affected and how many lives won't be affected because it's not there? Specifically in the Appalachian League, I look at these mountains that used to be there in that country strip-mined tall hell, it's not coming back. You can't put a mountain back in. And I mean, you can never take the memories away from somebody. But if they weren't there to begin with, you can't give them to them. An official from one of the teams in the Pioneer League, where most of the teams are in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming, noted this is the only way people in these towns can see baseball. They can't afford to drive a 1,000 miles to Seattle. And you're talking about young fans. You take their teams away, and baseball has lost them forever. The fight has since moved to Congress. In November, Congresswoman Lori Treyen, a Democrat from Massachusetts, spoke on the House floor, imploring her colleagues for support for saving the Lowell Spinners, the Red Sox affiliate in the New York Penn League. I rise on behalf today for millions of Americans to call foul on Major League Baseball, she said. This plan is a betrayal of the fans and players, as well as stadium vendors and employees around the nation. And it's an affront to the people of Lowell who swung for the fences in building Lacklure Park, one of the nation's best minor league parks. MLB's plan is way off base and will hurt so many communities across the country that rely on a minor league team's presence. Treyen then sent a bipartisan letter to Manfred that was co-signed by 106 representatives expressing firm opposition to the plan and asking the MLB to strongly reconsider its proposed course with minor league baseball and do all that it can to ensure the continuation of affiliated baseball in our communities. The MLB's only contingency plan for the minor league teams being eliminated is to compile them together in something called the dream league. Teams in the dream league would consist largely of undrafted and released players. They would have no major league affiliations and their owners would be solely responsible for covering costs. In other words, the Dream League would be a prolonged death sentence for most teams. Truly sad, truly depressing, truly haunting. Um, I can't even begin to explain how much reading that breaks my heart um, and the ways in which corporations and profits take over um, the idea of baseball is something that cannot be owned, but MLB is doing its greatest, it, it doing its damnedest to to own even the concept of baseball at this point. Um, the communities that will be affected by this, the people that will be affected by this, it's really sad to me. Um, I'm I don't know if there's anything you we can do to stop it. It sounds like there's a little bit of government stuff stepping in but it seems like it's a foregone conclusion which is real sad um cuz there's a lot of history in these in these things there's history in these places there's history in these teams and i'm just the kind of person that doesn't think that success is the only indication of worth <laughs> because to me success is uh, not a definable thing um and apparently like winning the world series and having the highest ratings on Fox is like the most important thing in baseball now. And to me, that's just not important. You know, um, to me, the idea of baseball is what's important and you can't really put a price tag on that, but you, you can, you can take it away and you can remove it. And that's what they're doing. And it's real sad. Um, I'm going to be totally honest that my recording of this, this is my second time through recording it. And, um, the, batteries went dead on my task cam, and I didn't notice. And I recorded like 20 minutes on this, uh, on this section. And, um, I honestly was like so moved reading this, uh, that I was, uh, like almost crying. Um, and so I just wanted to share that part because now I'm just kind of like, this is just, it's just really sad, you know? Um, because I've been to I've been to a good number of minor league parks and now they're going to be gone and they it doesn't it's it doesn't escape me that they're going to be gone in places where people need stuff like this the most you know in Appalachian areas and uh you know the pioneer states and I mean all these things are you know th- these teams are from the 1800s that's complicated but like there's value in that there's value in something that's existed for that long um and simply wiping it away and saying players need to watch iPads. Like it's just this sort of this path that baseball's on really breaks my heart. And it's just not, it's not what I came to baseball for. It's not what I came back to baseball for. That's for sure. Um, and I, I, I got the opportunity last year to work in the writer's room of A league of their own, the TV series reboot. And, um, I got to go to Rockford and I got to go into their their like cities, like historical archives. And I got to hold the notebooks of kids who kept scrapbooks about the peaches. I got to flip through those pages. I got to hold the cleats of the women that played on that team. I got to hold baseballs of no hitters and perfect games and home runs. And those things are important. And you can't put a price tag on that. You can't put a price tag on. Somebody throwing you peanuts from ten rows behind. You just can't. And you can't make a profit on it either. But you can change somebody's life. And you can give somebody something to love. And for me, that's what this game has always been about. There's something to love. Somewhere. I hope this doesn't actually happen. I hope that, I hope that this doesn't happen. It sounds like it's going to, but... Nothing about it feels good. I don't read any of that and go, oh, this sounds great for baseball. It sounds bad for baseball. It sounds good for Major League Baseball's owners and executives. It sounds really good for them. It sounds really good for them. But it doesn't sound good for baseball. And nobody can ever really own it. You know, it's kind of like I was saying at the beginning of the show. Nobody can ever really own the idea of this country. As much as people want to. As much as people will plaster it all over their car and their house and their hats and their shirts and their shoes and their underwear. (laughs) You just can't own it. You can't. Because it's not a thing. It's not real. It's an idea. And it's an idea that we buy into with with, with our hearts and our minds. But it makes me sad that a corporation wants to own the idea of baseball and they want to make it smaller and smaller and smaller. They want to make it so that less people get to be a part of it. That's just not my idea of this game. It's just somebody hitting a ball with a stick, you know? And I just like to watch people do it. So the more opportunity I get to watch people do that, the happier of a person I am. It's a bummer of a note to end a show on, so I don't really want to. It's a season of giving. So I don't know, find a way to give somebody something. Um, I don't know. It doesn't have to be a thing. I'm trying to be really like really mindful with my gift giving this year and really think about what, what and who I want to give some gifts to and, um, spending some quality time with people and the holidays are coming up and it's Friday the 13th and there's a lot to think about, but, um, Come out to uh, Sketchfest this year in January in San Francisco. I'll be at the Brava Theater on the 18th. And then on the 25th that weekend, I'll be in Toronto. I'll be at the Comedy Bar. My dates got rescheduled. So please come out to those shows. Um, And uh, we'll have an episode in a couple weeks. I appreciate everybody sticking with this new schedule. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think one of my biggest takeaways is unions are important. (laughs) Organizing is important uh organizing with your with your fellow employees is important um and uh you know hold on to those memories cuz that's kind of all we've got so get yourself a journal this year uh rate review and subscribe to the show tell a friend um i'll be back in a couple weeks to talk more baseball i love you guys